everybody that went out. Amen. Ephesians 3 and 20. KJB says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. According to the power that worketh in us. I want to talk just real quick, brief here. I've got about eight minutes. Uh, that God is bigger than you think. Let's say that again. That God is bigger than you think. That he's bigger than we think. It says, now unto him who is that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Another scripture that I want to point out is out of Luke 14, 11. And I'll read from the NIV before you take your seats. It says, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. Before you take your seats, I want you to help me preach this, teach it this morning. I want you to tell your neighbor, you are your greatest enemy. Are your greatest enemy. You may be seated in the presence of God. Holy Ghost. <laughs> I was preparing a message and uh, for this morning, nine and ten o'clock, and, and God never seems to or always seems to amaze me um, that I had such a thought idea, <laughs> such a profound message that I want to wanted to teach this morning that was going to fall in line with uh, something that we're going to do at the end of service and um, I had it, had it solidified, I had it locked in, I had it typed up, I had a great manuscript ministers and I had everything together and this is a great learning and teaching tool because I believe that when the Holy Spirit leads and directs you to something else then immediately you must shift and in fact, that's how we should operate in our own lives. And I believe that the church today in the body of Christ would be much more effective. Maybe a little chaotic according to our understanding, but we would be even more effective if we would operate based upon the order of the Holy Ghost. And that means that you release your own agenda. Not only to get an understanding because it's going to be times in your life that you're going to be led to do something that you do not understand. And it becomes problematic when we try to rationalize the move of God because he's shifting and directing us into an area that we've never been in before. And I've grown custom uh, while being pastor for only a few years. I'm still a young pastor. I'm still a young man. Uh, I'm in my 20s. And um, I, <laughs> I've seen God move us in such a direction that many times was not pinned down. And to try to understand God will cause you to lose your mind. So I say to you, attempt to understand him in the season that you're in. And don't worry about what's going to come next. Because our minds are too small 
to understand where God is taking us or the very end of a thing. I remember in the 80s, when I was coming up in the 80s, I was born in 1980. Some of y'all go do the math. I was born in 1980, so you know that I'm not 20 years of age in that area. I'm actually 39. 39, 39, right? It's 39? 39. And uh, in the 80s, I remember this TV show that actually came out in the 70s. And it was from CBS. And it was a sitcom that featured an African-American family who was in the slums. We were called the ghetto, the projects of, I believe, Queens. New York, and they were on the rise, and they moved from Queens to a luxurious apartment in Manhattan. Some of y'all already know what I'm talking about. And <laughs> as I remember, some of y'all may know a little bit more than me, as I remember, they were celebrating their come up, if you will. They were, they were celebrating their elevation. They were celebrating the movement that was in their life. And I like it because, you know, we, we like to do things based upon the entrepreneurial spirit. And they were on the come up. And this, this family, it, it, was, it was a great sitcom. In fact, I watch it still today. This family uh, was known as the Jeffersons. Y'all remember that? Show of hands. Remember the Jeffersons? Amen. And, uh... This is a good, good show. And I was reminded I, have, I got tickled this morning because uh, as I was getting older in my young age, uh, they used to pick at me and say, boy, you get that George Jefferson. And for those of y'all that don't know, that's when the hairline starts to recede. And uh, you got a little bit of hair on the side. And if that's you in here, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. And so we try to make it as slick and bald as possible so you don't see the George Jefferson. Man, don't try to look for it. You catch me about six o'clock, it'll be coming back. But whenever we speak about advancement in the kingdom, this is what I want to take us to, or promotion, we tend to think of going upward. We tend to think of the upward motion, and this is a teaching this morning. Uh, we tend to think of movement upward. We think of climbing the ladder. We think of breaking, as we say many times, the glass ceiling. We think of getting to this place that we've been striving, that we've been praying, that we've been thinking of, and it's, it's this typical advancement that we strive for. Even in the church, we want to move up. We come from 524 West Center Street, 800 square feet to advance over to two units in Mebane, North Carolina, to 1,800 square feet, and God did something awesome and miraculous. He took the people, about 50 of us, few of them fell off from that, that small storefront to a bigger storefront into, into stretching across the plaza. And God is doing some awesome things even to this day. But if you really have been walking with us, if you've really been walking with your pastor, you'll understand that it has not been easy. And people like to stretch their hands and flip it over and say, bless us because we've been coming here for some time. And, 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 and basically what they're saying is you owe us. 
because we tithe. And just a quick note here that the church is not a bank. Amen. I only got a few amens from my left side. I said the church is not a bank. The church should be a resource. And if the funds are available, then the church provides as a resource something that we call assistance. Can I get amen? Y'all quiet in here. And so, I mean, I would like for us to own a bank, but we're not a bank. And, and we just, you know, we're trying to make, make the attempt. You know, I hate that word try. We're making an attempt to advance in the kingdom. And so, real quick, just if I could talk about up, going up and how big God is. It is the direction all of us really want to go. You don't find anybody that has started something or a pastor or a church that doesn't want to advance, that doesn't want to grow. If you find a pastor that doesn't want to uh, grow concerning membership, you need to check him or her. I know people talk about, oh, your big church and the mega church and all these things. And just because you got a thousand members or 10,000 members does not mean that you're doing all things right. But there's something in there that should say Jesus. In fact, I've grown accustomed that it, it should be founded and the, the, the very base or the central part of the ministry should be created around Jesus. And we've gone too far. We, we've gone so far that we got to look back to see where's Jesus. We started with Jesus, but where is he now? It's kind of like the, 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 the couple that comes to the altar to get married, but they don't come to the altar to get a divorce. You go to the judge, but you didn't go to the judge to get married. <laughs> you never see anybody come back to the church to get a divorce. All right, y'all, y'all quiet on that thing, okay? I'm just giving you the text. I'm giving you the Bible. And so we're moving in that direction and in this path, in this path, in this stretch of, of fame, of, of glory, of fortune, of honor. And it's interesting that many of earth's most precious uh, substances can be acquired, watch this, not by going up, but, but most of them can be acquired and obtained by getting low and by digging. By getting your hands dirty. The person who is willing to go low could become, watch this, very wealthy. <laughs> In fact, engineers also understand that if they want to raise a tall building, you don't go to the rooftop. But in order to raise a tall building, you have to go to where? The foundation, the only way to get to the foundation is to dig deep. I'm going to bring it all together in a minute. So it is with the promotion. Jesus said, he who humbles himself will be exalted. Watch this. He who humbles himself. And I, I get tickled and I get moved and sometimes I get upset that I see God elevating a person and, and, and they're no longer humble, but they walk in such a, a, a mind of I'm the king. And if you look back over your life, you didn't get yourself where you are. Let me say that again because I want everybody to give me amen. You did not just arrive because you're that good. You got to the place because God 
had his hand on you. I, I know you got education. I know you got a calling. I know you've been chosen. But let me tell you something. The only reason that you are here is because God saw fit for you to be here. You didn't arrive by yourself. You didn't just get here. You didn't just wake up. You didn't invest to get here. You put your investment. I'm not talking about monetary because you can give a million dollars and still not move. But the investment is your time, is your servitude for the kingdom. Ah, it's a leadership message. Jesus says he who humbles himself will be exalted. Luke 14, 11. I want to turn your attention to a man by the name of, of Joseph. Joseph uh, had lofty dreams of greatness. Joseph, we know it, was a great man. He saw his mother, his father, his brothers all bowing down to him in a dream. But in Joseph's life, we find that God's way of promotion is not uh, how we see promotion. Joseph was taken to the top. And I want you to understand this because this, this, this is where God showed him uh, and this is what he imagined in his mind that, that he would get to the top but he was going to be uh, chastised. He was going to be looked upon as not so great. And I tell people today that you got to be careful uh, if you're not ready with sharing your dream because people will take your dream and they'll trash your dream and they'll become envious and they'll try to uh, dismantle everything that God has given you and here's the, here's the great part about it if you're weak you believe what they say you believe what they speak into your life you believe if you're weak you believe what the doctor's report says how is it that you have such a great dream and you allow these people, these things, these places, these circumstances to come in your life and dictate whether or not you're going to worship to talk to you about whether you should worship him, uh, whether you should praise him, whether you should move, whether you should stretch your hand for God. Let me tell you, you've heard it before, that your praise is not based upon how you feel. I don't just not stretch my hands because my arm's hurting. I stretch my hands because I worship him in spirit and in truth. And no matter if I'm healed or not, I'm still going to worship. Y'all going to make me preach because y'all too quiet. And so Joseph's path to greatness would take him through some lowlands of servitude. Character assassination. Come on, Minister Sturdivant. And even imprisonment in the royal dungeon for a while, Joseph's life seemed to have a downward trajectory. It was in a downward spiral. It was winding down stairs and God was setting him up for something that was great. And so as he went on through this life of change, through this process, I'm sure there were moments when he must have asked God. It doesn't tell us all, but I'm sure there was moments that he asked God, just like we do, why me? And you don't need to raise your hands and you don't need to stand up for that, but I'm sure you've had moments in your life where you've asked God, why me, God? Why would you take me such, through such a rigorous process? You've already promised this to me. You've already shown me a dream. You've already given me a vision. Why would you cripple me? Why would you have me to go through ministry in a handicap? And let me tell you something. Not all handicaps end up in wheelchairs. 
Some handicaps are walking. Some handicaps are still stretching their hands up high. Some handicaps are still serving in the ministry. Some handicaps are still preaching. Some are still teaching. There's a reason. <laughs> For the position that you're in. Joseph descended the dark. This dark place. And when he reached the last door, listen to it, at the bottom, when he reached the last door, he discovered that this obscure, that this downward path had led him all the way to. I wish it was 1030 so I could let loose. It's not time yet. He, he reached this, y'all see it, don't you? He reached this last door. Somebody say the last door. Oh, good God almighty. This last door of this process was the door that opened him up to the top. <laughs> Listen, I know, I know you're trying to make sense of it. He, he, he went to the bottom to the last door to get to the top. Let me come to the edge of the stage. He, he, he went down to the pit to go through a door that had a spiritual elevator to take him to the top. Somebody say the top. You see, you say, oh, I feel like going right now. I gotta, gotta finish teaching. I don't gotta say this though. Some of us never go through the door because we've hit rock bottom. And God is saying, I prepared you now to go through this door because now you've been in training. Now you've been in basic training. Now it's time for you to turn the knob because you got the keys. You didn't have the keys before you was going through. The reason that you are going through is so that you can obtain the keys that's going to unlock the door that's going to take you where God wants to take you. Oh my goodness. Preach pastor. I think I will. I'll just keep on teaching. And so we struggle because there's, there's some issues here and, and, and we're struggling because we can't see the top because we're at the bottom and I can see us now and we got dirt in our eyes, we got sweat in our eyes, we got all these thoughts and these feelings of emotion and guess what the people that was on the platform when we started are nowhere to be found and you thought there were some family members that was going to walk with you and you thought some church folks were going to walk with you but every time you went lower and lower and lower people fail out of your life oh my goodness God says I gotta allow them Ooh, I've got to allow them to remove themselves because everybody can't walk through that door that I've got set for you at the bottom of this journey everybody can't walk through the last door and if you can't walk through the last door you sure ain't gonna walk through the top door good God almighty Woo! okay Let's go, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. And so, God's will, God's will, tell your neighbor, God's will for your life always leads you on the path of humility. That's a low path. <laughs> That's a low path. I want to change gears right now. That's a low path. But let me close with this. The greatest example of this principle comes from the master and his name is Jesus the Christ. He was in the form of God, thought it not robbery 
to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form, watch this, you and I of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Good gracious, this is good stuff. He humbled himself and became as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient. Watch this, unto death. Even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. Listen. He humbled himself to death. And God exalts him. Oh my goodness. Let that rest. He, he humbled himself. Highly exalted him. And given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, watch this, every knee shall bow of the things in heaven and the things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father, Philippians 2, 6 through 11, look it up later. The world teaches us that we live in a dog-eat-dog world. And I come to tell you that we have been tricked because we in the church are living by a dog-eat-it-dog world. We want what they got. Let me bite your head off so I can operate in it. I want to drive it. I want to be in that house. But nobody wants to go through the struggle. I wish I was talking to a group of preachers. Everybody want the big church. Everybody want 3,000 members. But are you willing to put your hands and feet in the dirt and dig the trenches? And I come to tell you that even to the congregation, you have no business sitting in God's seat until you're willing to put your nails in that dirt. 1030, I gotta go. I really gotta go. I gotta go to that. The world teaches us these things. And if we want to advance, we need to fight for our rights and prove ourselves and step on the competition if necessary. But but my Bible tells me in chapter 75 of the book of Psalms, it tells me in this Psalm 6 to 7, it says, Promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south but God is the judge and he put it down one and set it up another and if we want to be promoted it would be wise to heed the advice of the one who gives promotions and I'm going to really close with these scriptures here it says for whoever exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth Matthew 5 and 5 James 4 and 10 says humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up Proverbs 29 23 says a man's pride talking about his arrogance will bring him low somebody say low 
but the humble in spirit will retain honor. Let's close with this one. 2 Corinthians 10 and 18 says, for not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. Somebody say, God, I want to go low so you can bring me up. I want to tell you that God is bigger. He's bigger than you think. Your mind, <laughs> your mind cannot contain. Your mind cannot contain how really good he is and even how big he is. God is bigger than your cancer. God is bigger than your debts. Thank you. 